Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry. Only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands. All hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. When I clock out of the hospital at 6 p.m., I'm not done for the night. That's when Gamer Nurse 40 clocks in, and she's got orcs to slay. Sure, I'm playing a 13-year-old in Scranton, but he's a level 53 mage with a filthy mouth. So I need to stay on top of my game. What'd you call me? That's when I crack open a Heineken Zero Zero. Zero alcohol, but just as refreshing. So I can focus on stealing his gold before his mom tells him it's bedtime. Take that, kids. Heineken Zero Zero. 0.0% alcohol. Now you can. Must be 21 plus to purchase. Enjoy responsibly. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Clock. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Clock. Oh, come on, son. No. Hello and welcome to the Fighting Cop Podcast. It's episode 35, season 5, done it in one, bitch. Yes. You. Yeah. I'm Flav, I'm here with Ricky. Yes, really did nearly, the surname. Nearly. Really did it. Uh, we've got, I'm not flown his filth, you don't know anything like him. Spooky. Hello. I nearly said it. 
I say it, all right. Uh, <laughs> and we've got Vass Coney. Hi. How are you doing, Vass? Fantastic. Great to be here. You are here because you've written articles for our fanzine. You've written countless articles about on, on, our, on our blog, yep. thefightingcock.co.uk. And you've just been a, a kind of a regular contributor to, to The Fighting Cock. And uh, we often get a lot of requests that people want to come on the pod or they want to um, I don't know, be involved in some way. But it, what I always say is if you, if you want to be involved, then, then contribute. Mate. Give, give us stuff that we can produce and put out there. Uh, Show us first kind of thing. Yeah, to a certain extent, there is that, yeah, obviously, because yeah. you can't just put anyone in there. But Earn your stripes. Earn your stripes. There yeah. you go. Well, That's hopefully like... I've earned one so far, so I'm pleased to be here. Be, being be Cypriot helps. Oh, absolutely. Do you know what I mean? Because now we can tag team. Bit, bit of a Cypriot <laughs> invasion, isn't there? Yeah, but slightly. the Fighting Cock is a multicultural platform. Should we get Costa on? Uh, we could do. We could do. We have just, you know, yeah, we could. But, I mean, that might happen in the future. Cheers for that Triple threat. <laughs> uh, but, you know, who, who, who knows? Um, we are a multicultural platform, though, if you think about it. You've got tea, Jamaican, or English, as he calls it, but, you know, for the purposes of what I'm about to say. Tea, uh, Rick? Yeah. Why are you? Indian. Ang- well, Anglo, Anglo, Anglo Anglo-Indian. Indian. Yeah. I'm white British. <laughs> Anglo-Cypriot. Uh, Anglo-Cypriot. We've got Windy, is not, we're not sure. Bardi's a pseudo-Italian pseudo-Italian yeah Uh, uh, Alex White British case from crew (laughs) (laughs) alright Alex from Bristol Alex is from Bristol it doesn't count does it no it doesn't really and if we've missed I haven't missed anyone ever that's everyone Uh, okay so yeah we're joined by you Vassan as custom to the fighting cock we're going to ask you some questions about your to validate your position as a Spurs fan okay all right, so uh, you actually you wrote an article about the 1984 UEFA Cup, yeah, um, which is an amazing read. It's on the blog. Yes. Where, where did that come from? What you know? Why did you write about that? I think it was a time we were about to play Anderlecht in the yep. Europe, Europa League. Don't want to give away your age, but kind of how, how old would you have been <laughs> at that time? Uh, I would have been. Let's see, twenty. Right, yeah, twenty. So a good time. It's the time when you're most passionate and most kind of yeah. involved in the culture. It was for me anyway. Yeah, absolutely. The early eighties uh, was uh, was a great time to be a Spurs fan, and that night was almost a um, amalgamation of everything. Yeah. yeah, it was a superb night. And in the piece, I also mentioned about how the, how the ground erupted that night when. Uh, Graham Roberts scored the equaliser. Yeah. Um, and it was... I haven't felt the ground shake that much. I think there was about... Someone said about 50,000 people in the, in the ground at the time. I don't know what the attendance was. But it, it, you could feel it rocking from underneath your feet. Mm. I was stood on the shelf that night, and the shelf being what it was back then. And um, there's, yeah. a, there's a dad at the school that claims he turned up and, and paid at the door that, that evening. Yeah. Well, that's that most, most of the people would have done. I t- I t- yeah, that's, it just seems disconnected at, from modern football. Well, yeah, to... absolutely. And at a time where people would do like two for one, yeah. so you <laughs> have your kid or, or whatever in front of you, and you, you give the, uh, the the turnstile operator a, a little tip. Yeah. Just squeeze <laughs> yeah. in there. My, my dad did that with me a few on a few occasions. Yeah, yeah. But on that day, spooked funnily enough, we I took a half day off work from with my mate, and we got to the ground. It must have been about. 2.30, something like that. So kickoff's not till half seven or, or whatever. Uh, it was a sunny day, thankfully. We just sat 
uh, on the Paxton Road effectively started queuing from then. <laughs> we weren't even first in the queue, we've got to say. And then when the gates opened, we just paid and went in. Yeah. Just, you couldn't even imagine football like that. I remember yeah. it in the very early 90s, it might have been the late 80s, my dad incensed that the doors were shut for a game against Spurs <laughs> versus Man, Man, Man United. Because yeah. as, a, as a kid, the idea of buying tickets was... It no. just didn't never occur unless you're going away. Yeah, it, it wasn't a thing. You didn't buy buy tickets for home to, uh, for, for the home games. You just turned up on just time. Um, yeah, and I remember being incensed and not and refusing. Uh, he, he was so angry that he couldn't get into the game. He just turned up, Dad. Like turn up on time, <laughs> and it would have been all right. He was so angry, like like White Lane held infinite amounts of space for people. Yeah, just. Uh, and he refused to even listen to it on the radio because he was so angry at Tottenham, <laughs> like it was their fault. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, yeah, go on. No, no, uh, yeah, paying, paying to get in. I had the, the misfortune one time where the stands were full, so they weren't letting anybody in through the turnstiles. And, yeah, sorry, showing me age. I had to pay to go and sit in the Paxton Upper Two quid for a seat, and I was livid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> How about that? Go on, Rick. Uh, I remember when I was uh, when I was a kid, and they were there, there used to be a little ticket office where Park Lane is. I don't yeah, know if it yeah, is now. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's that. still there now. No. But um, I remember leaving games slightly early, uh, so me and my dad could quickly run round because the next load of tickets would be released after the game no and we didn't want to get in that massive queue and wanted to get in there first so mm, yeah. I remember that. that that's the only part of queuing that I've kind of experienced because I've been a member since you know since I was a kid really you know Dex don't you I do yeah yeah right, so Dex still to this day goes and queues up for tickets <laughs> he can't use computers <laughs> so, so he's still this kind of old age kind of way of buying tickets like for Dortmund yeah he was like I'm going to go and queue I was like, you don't have to get there early. He still gets there at like four, four o'clock in the afternoon because he's anticipating a big queue and there's like six people doing the same thing. <laughs> anyway, uh, so what, tell us about your... What was your first game, Buzz? Oh, gosh. To be honest, Flav, I, I can't remember it properly. What was I, the, your first memory going to Spurs then? If, if that's easier. I remember... I remember going to the first leg of the UEFA Cup final with my dad in 72, was it, against Feyenoord? 74. 74, yeah. So that would have been the game that was kind of very very angry, a lot of hostility there. Yeah. Spurs fan had been killed in in Rotterdam, is that right? Yeah. Well, we we was in the... uh, Paxton end I recall vaguely did you and your dad have it on the streets no no no, no we, fair play yeah. we were good boys I feel, <laughs> I feel good about this story because I, was, I wasn't even born in 72 god you know what Spook the other day I was having a chat <laughs> on Twitter with somebody and he he said oh mind you I wasn't born in 95 so what <laughs> 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 just blew my mind it's like it's a generation of Spurs fans it's, all that, it's also that point when you, you realise you're talking to a child on the internet yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. which is terrifying as well. true yeah <laughs> Like, like when you see uh, the, the the new kids on the block and like you're like oh like oh okay they're eighteen and you see their date of birth like born in ninety nine you're like what the fuck <laughs> is going on yeah, get off Twitter <laughs> get me in trouble uh, what uh, which is first first game why are you Tottenham my dad yeah uh, yeah my dad came over from Cyprus in sixty and he'd been to a few London clubs. 
and his first game he told me that Spurs was September 61 first European Cup game against Gornick yep um, and that was it he was he was a Spurs fan this, from that moment this was the game when uh, the Angels of White Hart Lane first made their their, their appearance yeah. uh, I don't know if anyone's heard of this but yeah. the Angels of White Hart Lane so we played the away leg away leg uh, in Gornick and I don't know if they exist still today, to this day but um, and we apparently were very aggressive very uh, you know hard in the tackle and uh, you know we we kind of created a bad reputation and there was a, an article printed saying these Tottenham players they're no angels and Spurs fans as a reaction to that three of them dressed up as uh, as angels mm-hmm. and uh, held up placards that said hello be, they ne- be thy name um, and and Glory, glory, hallelujah. Glory, glory, hallelujah, which is uh, uh, where that song comes yeah. from, from that very tie. Yeah. Uh, and these three Spurs fans were allowed to march around the pitch. Fantastic. Uh, which was, you know, shows how far football's come. And, so there was uh, an 1882 back then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then from, from yeah. there, that Gordon game was in... Yeah, he, he was a Spurs fan from then. And then when I was little, he, he just started taking me to, to Spurs games as soon as he could, which... He sort of regretted after the first time he took me because uh, I was giving him a hard time and wanted to leave at half time. <laughs> he went home that night and says to my mum, I'm never taking him again. Yeah. But thankfully he did, so it was all good. All right, good. Uh, and just quickly, who's your favourite player currently? Who, who do you like in the Currently. Sport? Currently, I've fallen in love with Toby, yeah. I've got to say. It's not hard, is it? No. Is um, it because the way he looks? Or <laughs> no, 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 no. The way he plays is right. just amazing. I, I says to my lads I don't I wouldn't have a player's name on the back of a shirt but right now if I had to have one it'd probably be his I think he's fantastic mm. I've never been more attracted to a man since, <laughs> uh, since Ginola to be honest I wouldn't have the na- his name on the back of my shirt too expensive yeah oh, fucking hell hello <laughs> I don't have Toby though <laughs> <laughs> alright let's move on to Liverpool away um, uh, do you know what probably the most entertaining 50-50 game that we've been involved in this season it was if I was a neutral, that's fucking Premiership football, in my opinion. That 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 is the asset that Sky Sports have to sell. Um, I don't know what they do, but if that if it was me, if I was controlling Sky Sports, I would create a twenty minute, uh, sorry, a two minute all action package of that game because it was everything. It was fantastic. Both clubs going for it. None of this sit back and defending Leicester bullshit. Let's bore the way, bore our way to the title. There's two teams, <laughs> proud teams, going at it as Tottenham and Liverpool are. And, you know, we could have snatched it. Liverpool could have easily snatched it as well. Probably a fair result. That first half was unreal. Mental. Like, it was like, it was akin to like boxers just windmilling at each other. Like, <laughs> yeah. Just taking blow after blow. And yeah. you just knew that uh, one team that, you know, they, they were going to someone was going to be out of position and someone was going to take advantage and you didn't know who it was quite going to be. Um, both teams wanted it and it was just so fast and, and such a frenetic pace and and unchar- uncharacteristically... Fine, go on, carry it down. We kind of lost a few balls in the middle and then like with, with Liverpool, they, they were losing balls in the middle as well. And there wasn't kind of this... Um, Real kind of uh, sitting back and this real plan that that what we wanted to do and, and playing at our tempo and what we wanted to do, it was literally just two teams going at it, hammer and tongue. It was fucking unreal. It was the same ethos from both both teams. 
uh, with similar tactics. And I think I saw people, a few people being critical of, of, the, of the chances that we, they were allowed to create. But that was inevitable. You, you've got two teams high-pressing, trying to push for the win, being attacking, and spaces were always going to be created. That I've said it before, but there, there is no perfect system with dealing with any team. So if you've got two teams playing the exact identical system with good players, like Liverpool, yeah. don't, get, don't, make it, don't get it twisted. Liverpool have had a bad season, but they've now got a very good manager. And Sturridge, Coutinho... They're tricky players. They're pacey players. Not just twi- Coutinho is a very, very good player. There was talk about Gotza being uh, brought in, or Gotza being brought in, and Coutinho not quite having a place. And I'll take him all day. Number 10. Oh, yeah. Mate, he's, he, he's mustard. Sturridge, perhaps if he was he was in peak fitness, mm. he would have finished that chance that he shot straight at Lloris. Um, there was there were some instances where Lloris made saves. I think his performance was torts up a little bit. If he hadn't say, made those saves, he wouldn't be the keeper that he is. But given the fact that he's a quality goalkeeper, yeah. you expect him to make those saves. That the <clears> one <throat> where he put his fingers to oh that was that was beautiful that was beautiful. But the rest. If, he, Standard, isn't, if yeah. he isn't saving them, yeah. then he's you know he's not as good as we think he is. My my favourite point, point, my favourite point was uh, the like seventy metre punch. some distance on that, didn't it? It was like yeah. a Hadouken. Yeah. <laughs> the, the commentator goes, oh, uh, oh, like he's cleared that well." And then I was just watching. It, I was like, the ball's still going. <laughs> <laughs> Punched it into the goal. Bass, what do you think? Nick? You know what? I, I don't think we've been pressed like that all season. Mm. And I think we, we, we rode it out well for long periods. I mean, we had um, significant possession in the game. It's like what Ricky said, yeah, it's like two boxers just slugging it out. But the one thing that sticks in my mind was, I think it was the eighth minute, you know that shot that Ericsson had you hit the right bar. at the goalkeeper and then he got the rebound and hit, hit the bar, yeah? Yeah. That move, if you go on TV and rewind it, that move started in our penalty area. Right. It went from our penalty area, it went to left back, it went through the middle, it came to right back, it went out in the middle, went to left back. Danny Rose played a crossfield pass to Kyle Walker. They worked it inside brilliantly. That would have been a superb goal had the shot gone in. Kind but of gets forgotten about. Because... It does. It gets forgotten about in, in the, oh, we didn't get three points type of thing, which was disappointed. Then I did have the hump a little bit afterwards but not as much as the following day when Leicester won one nil again but no the game against uh, Liverpool was yeah it was an even game and you know outside of the context of needing three points that draw would be deemed as a good result but otherwise do, do you think to go back to what Ricky said about the boxers as well I know it's towards the end of the season we've got tired players um, you know the, the pressure might not be as intense as other title challenges that we've watched that haven't involved Tottenham you know when it, gets, when it gets towards the end of the season you see Liverpool buckle when they could have won the league and do you think that plays a part in it or do you think we need another facet to our game in terms of we went and played Liverpool they came out and played against us it was an open game it was frantic there were no tactics do we need to be more astute are we, are we, do we need to get to a level where we go you know what we're going to contain them for 30 minutes we're going to play Boring football, but calculated football. And then what we're going to do is this. And then we hit them on the break. And Or oh, is football not that easy? Is it the case that you went out there, went out there with tactics, and because of the tempo, 
that that went out the window suddenly it becomes uh, it becomes a boxing match I think where Poch- people are windmilling Pochettino has had his way of playing and he won't adapt to any to any team that we do, we face because he believes in what what he's done so far and we're second in the league going into the final season I, we're I in a good chance of still winning any other way can we Maybe. this is my point do do we kind of is it a case that we just I'm asking this question too early because we need another season of maybe improving key positions, having a bit more depth in, in certain places, being able to take off Harry Kane and bring on someone not as good as him because he's quite easily the third best player in the world at the minute, I think. First. Third best player. Oh, first. I'll, I'll give Messi and Ronaldo there. Uh, <laughs> fuck them. Harry Kane. <laughs> Go on. Great. Um, I, th- I think to, to, to a point, it's, it's right that Sometimes you will go out there and you will have your game plan. You know what's kind of going to happen. You're playing against Liverpool, it's Anfield, atmosphere, blah, blah, blah. Um, but then sometimes game plans just go out the window. Yeah. You, you have to adapt there and then. And if you have this point of, right, we'll sit back, we'll, we'll absorb all the that pressure. Could block in your face. And yeah, by that time, by that point, they've attacked twice and they've scored twice and you're out of the game. Yeah. So sometimes you've just got to, you've just got to match them. And where they're coming at you... You're, you're going to find holes yeah. in the counter-attack and you go after them. Um, and sometimes, yeah, you can be planning all week and doing all these moves and knowing what who's going to be playing where, who drifts into what. It goes out the water. It go, goes all out the window. One mistake yeah, yeah, yeah. out the water. It, yeah. Fish out water, that doesn't... <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think if you look back at the game again, the, the, what you just said, Ricky, the Liverpool goal, they effectively... Counterattacked us because mm. at the start of the second half, for, for sort of five minutes solid, we was in their half pressing towards their final third at their end. And then the first time they moved into our territory, they managed to work the ball a certain way, created the opening, and Coutinho um, scored. Unfortunately for us, so it was, it was a very clever goal from him as well because he yeah, kind of gave Larice well. the eyes. Mm. And I was like, where you expect to him to put it he just kind of then shifted his body opened it up and just popped it straight he passed it beautifully sometimes when there's quality players on the pitch they'll punish you yeah. and you will get punished it's about how you react and, and can you go on to react in a way that you'll you're, you're score too well, well most I mean football is about it's about making errors and, and punishing errors I'll tell you what Spook, let me ask you a question right two years ago yeah. if we'd have gone 1-0 down at Leicester, yeah. uh, sorry, at Liverpool, would you have expected us to react at all or capitulate? Probably go 2 0 down. Yeah, but now when they scored, I didn't feel within myself truly, yeah. deeply, I didn't feel we've lost this game. I was thinking, now we've got to get into it. Yeah. And then when Kane scored, I wasn't like jumping around in celebration because, oh, thank fuck. We haven't lost this game. No. I was thinking... We can win it now. This is the marker. Yeah. This is what we're going to go on. This is how we're going to win the league. As it turned out, we didn't. But we, we showed enough in that performance to say we're still in this. And there was a big kind of commotion about Leicester's, Leicester beating Southampton at home and us drawing that game. There's still seven games to go. And I, I know they've got seven points on us. It's not over yet, I don't think. I still, I've said it all season. I still well, think we can season, win. Halfway point. Until it's mathematically impossible, that's the day I just say, well, we're not going to win the league now because we can't. Yeah. But because of the math says that we can't win it. I have not. Otherwise, what's the fucking point? If you're not going to believe until the last, uh, the last ball is kicked, mm. then what are you in it for? This, this is the moment. These are the moments we live for. We're in the title challenge, and I don't know whether it's really sunk in. 
because it is it has been quite a, a like an apologetic season because Chelsea haven't been in it, City haven't been in it, United haven't been in it, and no one takes Leicester seriously. Really, they haven't. Mm. They kind of patronise Leicester, like top of the league. Oh, Vardy scored again, and the commentators screaming like they've not fucking seen him score twenty times already this season. Like, fucking calm down. Big. I'm so fucking bitter. Oh, I hate <laughs> so him. I. I hate Leicester. I hate him. I, th- I think, uh, right, going back to what Flav said, the, the, the mentality of Liverpool scoring and like the, the old Tottenham would have like would have gone heads down, and we would have probably shipped in two or three more goals, and then Harry Kane scored that oh, absolutely unreal goal. Um, and he, he he had a little fist pump celebrate his yeah, goal just scored an amazing goal at Anfield yeah. but you look back to the goal as to say pick that fucking ball up yeah. we're, we're going to go at this again and that was a mentality of you know we've got that goal got a foot back in the game let's go again uh, and, and that for me is just to, like this how this style and this Tottenham team are playing there's mixed reviews about a uh, three performances in particular and two I have Massive issue with one. I completely agree. With. Apparently, there's mixed reviews about Dembele. I thought he had a, a great game. Uh, he didn't uh, perhaps dominate the midfield, but in a difficult game, um, he, he spent so much of his time actually protecting the ball. Without him, I think we would have been beaten. I, I have no issue with Dembele's performance there. <laughs> Ali, don't fucking criticise Ali. Under any circumstances, he's fucking 19. Everything that he's done. To, to, to put you uh, to put himself on that pedestal that you've put him on hmm. uh, if you're then going to criticise him if he has an abject game then you're the dickhead not Ali do you know what I mean he's he's been fantastic he's done more than we could ever expect if you expect him to play every decent game uh, sorry every game uh, well or decently then you're, you're you're someone who doesn't understand football hmm. you expect him as a 19 year old he's a rough diamond don't believe all the hype you know he's He's done so well, but don't get it, get get yourself into a kind of into a muddle here. He's a nineteen-year-old. There's no, there's very no rough between with Spurs supporters though. Arsenal supporters overhype some of their players, like really overhype them. Mm. Whereas we we go the other way. Like if a player's playing really well, we rate him, and then he, if he has a, an off game, it's like we dump all over. Yeah, him. and it's just yeah, don't, chill. Don't do that. Do you know what I mean? I think had it been anybody else other than Ali. He would have been managed differently by his manager. Um, I'm surprised that he's played as consistently as he has and he hasn't been rested from time to time, given the fact that he is only 19. And yet he's come out every week, every week, and he's delivered pretty much every week. He was a bit uh, off the pace um, on just Saturday, a bit, but a bit understandable. In certain areas, yeah. you know, he doesn't have the experience of Premier League football. Yeah. I think the pressure that Liverpool put put on him was, uh, you know, intense and something he's not used to. I anticipated him doing something special because he has delivered. You know, against uh, Palace, he was abject apart from the goal and and the following nutmeg and hit against the bar against uh, Man City, he was abject again. There are going to be you know, periods in his game where he's not performing. But he's capable of something special. He's that moment of magic. And that's what he's doing in there. You know, in, in, in five years' time, if he's still at Tottenham and still putting in the performances that, that he is now, then you understand it. 
Never tell me what to do, Rick. I'm the host of this podcast. <laughs> never touch me again. Who's the third player? The Milan third player was Son. Son. So now I do have an issue because he just played 22 million. He was poor for most of it. I, I thought. Um, I, I guess he was unlucky with the volley. You know, yeah. that, that that was an incredibly difficult, uh, you know, skill to pull off, and he didn't do too badly. And but you'd hope that he'd hit the target there. Yeah, I think when Sun first arrived at White Hart Lane, he was full of beans. He was fast. He joined in the attack. He scored a few goals. He won the game at Palace. Yeah, very direct. And since he's been back from the injury, some something's changed with him. He's he's developed this little pitter patter of uncertainty when he gets the ball. He's not sure when to release it, when to hang on to it, whether to run this way or that way. And I think he's just suffering a little bit from a. a a loss of direction in his game and you can only hope that that will come back eventually because I don't think he's a bad player he showed he's not a bad player he is a bad player he's no. done in, in Germany he's, he, you don't become a bad player overnight and yeah. I don't think it's a case of you can't compare it to someone like Soldado where he just wasn't suited for, for our team and our league I think with Son he showed before he got injured what he could actually do there was like a bit of urgency about him, you know, and he was just like. And that game against Leicester when he led the attack. Yeah, I mean, he, the, 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 there's something about him. You can see what how he will fit in if he plays like that. But it happens. It, it goes to show when people get get melty at, in January. Oh, why didn't we sign two or three players? How do you know these two or three players are going to fit into the, the team? Yeah, yeah. Between then and the end of the season. That's the support well, we, we, actually... we bought him in the summer, didn't we? Yeah. And and, yeah. and and look what's happened. He's still transitioning, and he hasn't really. He's not really embedded himself into the team mm. if Lamilla's available you know you, the manager kind of yeah the manager what, what, sorry, up just for I don't know to this, to, to, to right now why, why didn't Lamilla pay I picked up a knock I don't oh, know okay. I don't know whether it's just so she wasn't fit yeah I think as well um, you've got to consider with Son that he's kind of in and out of the team like some weeks he'll start sometimes he'll lead the line mm. sometimes he'll take Lamella's place sometimes he'll come on in like the 80th minute so it's kind of hard to keep that rhythm mm. of uh, constantly playing like some of the other players have, and um, I don't think he was. I don't think he was particularly poor against Liverpool. I think he. I think he played his part, but the, the part that you want him to play, um, I didn't think he he met up to expectations. It's the, it's about standards now. I guess Flav is probably thinking the standard of expectancy that we've got isn't before we used to accept certain type of performances because we kind of knew. Our limitations, whereas now we're kind of like thinking, well, you know, we are second. We have got these players in the team that are kingpins, and you know, we're let, we're then let down because of certain other key players aren't really producing end products. So, so uh, Dembele, Dembele does not lose the ball. Yeah. You cannot get the ball off that guy. And against Liverpool, I don't know whether they targeted him or whatever. They were fucking all over him like a rash, and he lost a couple of balls. Yeah. That's really unlike him, and it's not to say that he had a, a poor game. Well, he's doing but, what a normal human being would do. <laughs> it's just not we, we haven't experienced that. No, exactly. <laughs> your expectations of, of them playing week in, week out, and they can, you know they dominate the ball, and the then up against Liverpool, raised, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And then you you lose the ball two or three times, and it gets noticed. But that's not that's not, not abnormal. Exactly. No, no, that's abnormal for Dembele. So then respect what he does. Don't just be like <laughs> dickhead. Reactionary. <laughs> we're, look, we've gone from losing like. Three Three or four nil every other week, or maybe not every other week, maybe mm. once a month, to complaining about our midfielder losing the ball a couple of times a, 
a game. <laughs> I think we're, we're in a good place. Absolutely. And as an overall, probably a fair result. They had chances, we yeah. had chances. Shame we didn't win, but... We, we haven't got a good record up there. We kind of like occasionally pluck out a win. A horrendous record up there. I, I don't give a shit about that, by the way. I don't think, at 90 minutes of football, it doesn't matter what a record was before it, everything's changed. It, that, the record that we had at Liverpool had no bearing on that result at all. Oh, it was just two teams going at it, and it happened to be one or It could have been 2-1 to them, it could have been 2-1 to us. I always remember as a kid, and I think my uncle was, was saying it, and then obviously you just read the history books, that, and you'll probably remember this, you'll probably out the game, uh, Crooks scoring. Oh, the 1-0. Yeah, and yeah. it's like the first time since the Titanic sales, something ridiculous like that, you think... That is fucking Tottenham. I mean, Tottenham would have a record like that and then look to break it. All right, anyway, Liverpool done. Let's talk about Man United coming up. Um, there would be a time when you thought Liverpool away, Man United at home, Shit no breaks, chance. Man, yeah, no chance. We've got no chance either way. It's a shame we didn't win against Liverpool. If stitched on, we're going to beat them cunts, isn't it? <laughs> in it, you don't so. well, look, what, look, look what Liverpool did to them in Europa League tie against. Uh, <coughs> uh, sorry, in, yeah, in Europa League tie. If we're not on a similar level to Liverpool, I mean, if that game didn't show the fact that there was two teams playing at the, at the best of their ability and, and what we can do, and they can convincingly really beat United at home, and think about what we can do now to United at home, they're, they're in. They kind of just... They are, flab. But you know what? Teams... Don't, don't give me that shit about it being not Man United the, coming to the lane. I've not been on the pod for a while, man. And I feel like I'm being really negative today. But I just feel that United will know what we're about. And they will and they will probably turn up prepared. Whereas back in the day, United wouldn't turn up at White Hart Lane and think, oh yeah, let's, 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 let's sit deep and defend because Tottenham are going to come out. They fucking go out and try and win the game. Because they knew they were better than us. We probably know we're better than them. But it's how they shape up. We have lost to worse teams this season. We, or we've dropped points against the likes of Stoke or Newcastle. But they're those that have set up and, and... But United are also... Their mentality at the minute is not in a great place. Yeah. They occasionally produce something, but most of the time it is quite mediocre and they rely on a moment of, of magic. If Tottenham come out like just like a locomotive, comfortably beat them. But if it's like half time and it's nil nil, then you think, "Fuck, is this just going to be another one of those disappointing draws that really will, at that point, make me think, maths or no maths, the title is is like really really slipping away." United, old United had that mentality. This is a different United um, and a different Spurs. We've got the home advantage. Shut me down, Ricky. And, and, <laughs> and we're going with the title. And I just think that. Uh, the crowd, the occasion, yeah, it's literally going to be... Now, I know people say like 10 games ago it's cup final, but this is real... Every game this is, is cup it. final. This and, is it. and I really do think that the atmosphere is going to... You know, when they say the atmosphere almost sucks the ball into the opposition net, we're going to beat them. We have to win all our remaining home If we don't beat them, then, then we're out of the title yeah. race. And it's not like... One of those off-the-cuff things, oh, I'm just saying it. Because, but if we don't beat United, then we will be out of the title yeah. race. And I think the players know that as well. Um, and I think that they'll go, they'll go ahead and and they'll beat them. And I think it's going to be like, by two goals, we'll beat them by... Yeah. <laughs> I think Ricky's right. The crowd are going to have an important role to play this game. 
it will depend how many of them have kind of switched off now thinking that the title's done. Because in recent games at White Hart Lane, the atmosphere, you could sense it. They know what was at stake. They knew we were in with a chance for the title. There was this, at some point, there was this realisation amongst our fans and the home games became ever more louder, none more so than the, the, the North London derby. And in subsequent games as well, you could, you could feel it in the crowd. This Sunday against Man United, the game is pivotal for us. We, we must win and the crowd will be able to help us win if they're up for it. I don't think Manchester United are in a great place. By all accounts, they were fortunate yesterday to beat Everton. I didn't see the game. Yeah. Um, but they've been up, a bit up and down in their, in their form. Um, even though they've won the last couple, they're doing a lesser at the moment, winning them 1-0. I think if we can bag two goals, with game's ours. thing is, we can't agree with, Rick, with what Ricky said, that we have to win, even though, again, like, I, I, I still sort of hang on to the maths until it's impossible. But... We've got we've got to finish above the scum. True. It's not so. There's no excuse for anyone, players, supporters, anyone to, to to just give up and think, oh well, we can't win the league, so let's drop off. Because the other scenario is that Arsenal keep winning. We don't want them to win the fucking league. I mean, yeah, they lose, lose again a, a few times. We've got players if Arsenal are going to win every game yeah, because inevitably exactly. they will. Yeah, yeah, true. It's our fucking duty. It's our, our responsibility. Do you, know, do you know, winning the league. So I, I could at this stage, I could handle not winning the league. I could handle that. That'll be fine. At this stage, if they pip us again, that's what I can't handle. Yeah. The yeah. idea of not winning the league and then that being compounded yeah. by the fact that Arsenal finish above us again. Because like just over the weekend, like where I work, you know, there's some Arsenal fans around. They're coming in and talking about all this, all this bollocks, like saying, we're catching you. And apparently at Arsenal, they were singing, we're coming for you. Oh my like, god! I heard that as well. How the mighty have fallen! Like how fucking like they pride themselves on how good their team. There's nothing about that club. Suddenly, when they're around, you know, they're, they're, they're kind of having to chase and stuff. They're suddenly all of their attentions on. You know, a couple of years ago, we're not bothered about Tottenham. We're not bothered about Tottenham. Now they're singing. In you know, singing, we say like maybe six hundred, seven hundred people in that sixty thousand pe- <laughs> person stadium. But do you know what I mean? It's uh, off the hymn sheet, scumbags. Um, all right, anyway, so I mean, we dodged the bullet by not employing LVG. We got Pochettino. That worked out. Um, don't even really go into that too deeply. But who would have guessed that we didn't need a, a coach with a CV and we went for one with ideas? And that's not te- uh, testament to Levy, is it? Hey, testament to Levy. I, I think, don't know. I think Levy's found <laughs> manager he's always wanted, really. Yeah. Whether by design or by accident, exactly. he's got him now. All right. So are we still in the hunt for the title? Do you, I mean, where are you at? Like seven points is a long way to go. You know, Man City dropped. Uh, sorry, yeah. Man City put clawed back eight points. Um, but potentially we're not Man City, it's, that Man City. Um, if you look at our ties, if you look at those games, you'd think draw against Liverpool yeah. and Leicester beating Southampton at home probably predicted it. But if you look at the rest of our ties in the running, um, you can see them dropping a couple of points here, maybe a couple of games lost. This, this is why we can't give up. We just don't know what's going to happen. You, you can't, you can't you... I'm not actually giving up. I'm thinking we can do it still. Like, like I said... When it's impossible, then then I give up. But if if you, I think it will be, I'll be dejected if we don't beat United because you think, well, these are the games that we need to be winning to really give ourselves a chance and really sort of keep the pressure on the others of having to win their games. Because if we win, we only need to win a couple of games, and the Gunas, Gunas all they need to do is, is drop a, a, a 
a few points. They're out and then and they're out of it. They, they're done. And, 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 and Leicester, you, don't, you look at their last three fixtures, doesn't help. They've got Chelsea, I think, the last game of the season. Mm. I don't know whether they're going to do, do us any favours. I, I haven't got a clue. But you can't, you know, you, we have to win our games. If we don't win our games, we can't win the, t- the title. But Spook, there was nothing about that performance against Liverpool to suggest that any of the players have given up. I know, oh, our players haven't. We, no. we, are, we are focused because they've got the right mentality for it. The, the, they've got a professional mentality about it. They're not, they're not getting excited. They're really self-aware. It's really unlike, it's unlike Tottenham. It's completely unlike any Spurs team I've, I've, I've experienced. All right, so that's it from the first half. Uh, now you're about to hear Windy. And, and and then we're done. Yeah. Windy, about to drop the fucking knowledge, blood. I see you, I got your back. Hi, this is Windy, back with the weekly youth update, dropping youthy bombs in the midst of a wonderful podcast. Starting off the lone players, DeAndre Yedlin played the full 90 for Sunderland in their 0-0 draw with West Brom. Alex Pritchard was an unused sub for West Brom in the same match. Dominic Ball was an unused sub for Rangers. They drew 3 all with Rafe. And Grant Ward played 90 minutes before being substituted um, in stoppage time as Rotherham beat Leeds 2-1. Ward has done really well for Rotherham. He's had a bit of a mixed season because they've had... Two manager sackings, uh, which has affected him. I thought I would read out some comments left to Ward after he tweeted at the weekend, another great result today, good shift from the boys. So we have got Steve Bot 1963 writes, just how much would we love to see you at NYS next season if we stay up? Hashtag Millers, hashtag RUFC. Tiger Towner uh, at MexBroMiller says, another 100% shift in. Kyan or Kian two nine two zero zero two says UTM, which means up for Millers. A bit rude if you ask me. He follows up with great performance today, lads. Keep it up, all in caps. Gazza Lee nineteen eighty three says right player be gutted when you go back. Crying emoticon times five. Tops nineteen seventy seven good sesh lad. Mick Duke underscore eight eight nine nine. Good work for the penalty that has been forgotten in all the commotion. Hashtag baller, two footballs. At Baldwin306, Sean. Get a pint down your neck. We're rest of the lads, pal. You all deserve it. Smiley face. UTM. P. Doney. Top performance today by you and all the squad. UTM. Jennifer, without the R. 14044367. Keep up the good work. Every single one of you in that team continue to dig in and make us proud to be a Miller. I'm proud to be a Miller too. Andrew Reader 5 says, great result and a great shift out in by all. Proofreading, Andrew. Shawy 48 you don't want to go back to Spurs. Would love to see you sign for the Millers. I think he probably does want to come back to Spurs on balance. Darren Marshall 4 says, immense. Joe 20987, great performance, never gave up. Mighty Miller, obviously the best at of these lots. Well done once again, Grant. You were excellent again today. And Jordan underscore RUFC, please stay. So, all in all, Grant Ward going down really well with the Rotherham fans. Moving on briefly to the youth teams. The under-18s play away at Middlesbrough on April the 9th. And the under-21s also play Middlesbrough this week on Wednesday. So there's a fair chance that will have happened by the time you're listening. Hopefully we'll have got to win. That's it for this week. If you're interested in more young players, follow me on Twitter at WindyCoys. That's Coys for Come On You Spurs. (laughs) 
All right, second half of Fine Got Podcast. Thank you very much, Windy, once again. Thanks, Windy. Bass? Good man, Windy. That's nice. Whatever, mate. <laughs> uh, if you had to replace anyone from our main starting 11 with someone from the Premier League, who would it be and why? She. Uh, Ericsson for C- Coutinho. No. Yeah? All right, just throwing it out there. Hmm. Come on. Fucking hell, that's a hard one. Well, you go with the obvious one, you say Aguero for... What, Kane? No. Well, what? I'll, I'll play Kane and Aguero up front. 4-4-2? Four, four, yeah. yeah. Or just have like, one of them sort of... Uh... Playing off each other. Yeah. I'd, yeah. La- I'd maybe, Sexual. maybe go with... Uh, his name, Mahrez. Um, Tasty. On the right, instead of Lamella. A bit more creative. And, you know, Potts will certainly... Uh, Put up his Not a bad yeah. shout, Mares. Getting him in there. Yeah. yeah, I love our starting eleven. Can't I just sub out Chadley. Yeah. <laughs> Who did you bring in? Bring in Silver. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Silver's <laughs> like nuts. You know, you know what's <laughs> funny about this is that you have got the team now, and it's a, it's a great team, and we're going to look to improve on it. Yeah. I mean, imagine improving on it in, in three positions. That, that question. Uh, fuck me. That's an extra what 10, 15 points a season. Yep. Exactly. Uh, that, that question was going to win the league next season. <laughs> that, that question was from Methman ninety nine. Love the Twitter handle. Uh, this one's from Burgey Spurs uh, sixteen. He says, "If uh, is Harry Kane a more complete striker than Sheringham?" Teddy said Harry was better, better than him this wow. week. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, felt, I felt like um, if he keeps doing it season in, season out, then yeah, probably. I think the the if it does it two on the bounce, I mean, Sheridan was a, a great player in some very average Tottenham teams. I don't know mm. what he'd have been like in this team with Pochettino as manager. <laughs> but I wouldn't replace Kane for anybody currently. Not not because Kane is the best striker in the world, but because he's Tottenham. He'd come from Sher- Frank. Sheringham's got had great vision. He was slow, but you know the thing about having the pace. Yeah, in his brain. Yeah. yeah, but you see, Kane doing things that you think, fuck, the guy is. I mean, he's Neo in the Matrix sometimes. He doesn't look it because he's, he's, he's quite a big lad. How many times have you seen him turn a, a defender yeah, like he just, did against Liverpool? It's natural. Create space. It's, yeah, it's bri- he's brilliant. And, and this, is a, this is a situation where there is no space. Like, he, he was practically on the edge of the six-yard box. It was world-class. It was. And, and he created so much room for himself. You know, say he created a yard for himself. He created three yards. Yeah. And he had so much time to whip that ball into that bottom corner. And was you surprised when that went in? I wasn't. As soon as you saw him shape up, you thought, this yeah, is a goal. It. it was a goal because he's going to whip it in. He's used all the technique he has. The best striker of a football. Well, like if you're comparing his ability to strike a ball at goal over Sheridan's, you know, he's tenfold the player. Yeah. The one thing he doesn't have, and it's unfair to compare them really, is the way they play football. Sheridan in, in the modern day would have been a 10, not a 9. Uh, and, and Kane's the best that's nine. a good point actually yeah. Kane's the best nine we've had since Clive Allen probably there was a part with Kane as well that you know his relentless running pressing all that part of his game the, the work he does off the ball and then when he has it on the ball in the first half I think he had three Liverpool players around him and he was running down the right wing and there was no support <clears throat> and I was like well, he's fucked here like, there's, there's no one around him <laughs> And then he put it through, he put it through a Liverpool player's legs, like little toe and he ran on again. Yeah. And I was just like, 
this geezer. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like you think he's got nowhere to go. Fuck you. Yeah. See you later. I'm Harry Kane. Yeah. <laughs> but actually, the only the only thing with those opportunities he had was I was surprised he didn't get him on target uh, against Liverpool when he ran yeah. through. But nevertheless, I think I'd have Kane over Sheringham. I loved Sheringham. Probably the best team Sheringham played in was in '95, '94 when he had uh, Klinsman alongside him. Uh, but I think Kane is just. He, he can score from anywhere. James, mm-hmm. come here. You see, we're good. Yeah. <laughs> so last oh, week. Wait, you s- now, <laughs> last week, uh, James from Bullshit, everybody. Uh, last week, you said. That, <laughs> last week, you said uh, that you thought, you know, we're in for. We're, we're within. Within a. Ch- we're in a chance of we're in uh, with a chance. In with a chance of. Uh, <laughs> yeah. a, a can you replace league. him next week? <laughs> no, Fuck you. Uh, anyway, so. What's happening this week? We've just drawn against Liverpool. We still in it? You're just still in it. Yes. Just. Yeah. Just about. Just. You still. need. Uh, you need uh, a good weekend, don't you? You need to win, and they need to lose this weekend. No, no, no. Sorry. Or at least draw. All right, thanks, James. Go. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right. So, uh, last question from Luke and Drew Guy. He says, "Who are who out of the current eleven do you think cries after sex?" <laughs> Fucking hell. Now I'm going to have to imagine every one of those players <laughs> fucking. Vass, who, who? I'll probably say Son. Yeah, because he looks uh, so happy. But well, I mean, deep you, down know, is you saw that video guy, of him though. putting his hands in the old... Um, <laughs> in the jelly. The box. Yeah. <laughs> in the box. Yeah, very yeah, good. Yeah. He was like... Yeah? Oh, <laughs> I was pudding. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone? Got the Mella, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought the Mella because he's not sure whether he's male or female. <laughs> Ooh... <laughs> You got anything, Smook? We can move on. That That's fine. Please Let's move on. Let's move on to <laughs> ask, Rick. Answer ask Ricky. Uh, thanks, everyone, for sending the questions. Chris Colfield of Facebook says, who do you think would win in a WWE Royal Rumble between the, uh, the, the current Spurs squad? Don't forget, little guys like Rey Mysterio have won in the past. Don't know if Rey Mysterio is, but I'd imagine... I know who he is. I know. Sadly, I know who he is. Who, who would win, Rick? Uh, I think it would be a toss-up between Dembele and Dyer. If the belly's so strong, yeah, they're bo- they're, so strong. Yeah, both 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 strong guys, and I think they were to duke it out at the end. And I probably think, uh, I think Dembele would run out. I think he'd run out the, the winner in this. <laughs> yeah. Close line, then throw him over the top. Yeah. Uh, how, how good was it? Was when uh, Dyer stepped in front of Ali when they were having that rare up in midfield, <laughs> and Dyer was like, "He's my mate." Like fucking, uh, didn't Dele even uh, Dele? What's all about? Um, Deli Ali. Didn't he tweet something about saying, get the sit, go and sit in the car? Yeah. <laughs> a picture of uh, Dyer holding Deli back. Leave it, leave it, leave yeah, it. Yeah. Go and sit in the car, Dave. That was amazing. This is what's so fucking good about Tottenham at the moment. Uh, another question. Um, this is from TTT, uh, TT Tactics on Twitter. He says, my dad thinks Kane's goal versus Liverpool was better than the one for Woolwich. How long should I stop talking to him for? <laughs> uh, forever. It was. I mean, it was a great goal, but not comparable to that finish. No. no. Oh, sorry, no, Rick. Yeah, yeah, no, no, <laughs> sorry, Rick. Yeah, yeah. He's asked, asked Ricky tears. Sorry, mate. Oh, sorry, uh, mate. I, I think. Um, <laughs> was there a jingle? There's no jingle for Ask Ricky. Are we, doing, are we doing Ask Ricky now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go on, Rick. I don't think he should speak to his dad until until his dad admits that he's wrong. And the goal against the Gunners was. It's unreal. Even when you listen to the commentary as well, it's just <laughs> fucking brilliant. 
Because the, the little bit where, oh, like, Ali, oh, oh he's, he's kept it, and Harry Kane's on the edge of the... Oh, my God! <laughs> and then Harry Kane runs fucking right to the corner. No, that was definitely the better goal. I think the next time you should talk to him is, is during the epitaph at his funeral. That would Ooh. probably be... <laughs> <laughs> is that too dark? No, no, I like it. I like it. I liked it. I thought it was clever. Uh, Dan Dearden on Twitter, he says, My neighbour is a cunt. How should I deal with him? He has a hunchback, which he plays on, (laughs) and puts on a friendly persona to other neighbours despite being in the wrong. I've had the police called on me twice for incidents, and I'm pretty sure that the second time he was told to stop wasting police time because they never spoke to me. What should I do to catch him out or... uh, uh, to show everyone what a massive Belendi is, Rick, what should you do? It's hard. It's, it's hard in these little kind of cat-mouse games. Um, but, you know, you've, you've got to think strategically here and you've, you've kind of got to... You, you've got to use your iPhone for, for video evidence and stuff like that. But then it's a bit kind of like grassy if you're, like, you, you're going around showing your neighbours, oh, look what he's done and all that. Like, you, what you've got to do is you've got to make something that is quite kind of subtle, but you know that he's going to kick up a fuss about. And I I don't know, it could be anything. It it could be anything. Like, I don't know, like, park your car slightly over his car parking space. It's not a big deal, but you know he's going to go fucking... He's going to rear up over it. There's just these little tiny things that you've got to play to... Play to your advantage, and then when he explodes, make sure that there's like loads. You're coming up to summer. There's loads of people knocking about the gaff in the streets. <laughs> Wait until that precise moment, and then fucking get him. Wait until your neighbours are out, and do something just just subtly, and he'll go. He'll go. <laughs> All right, Steach from Steach Seventeen from Twitter says was recently on an airplane on an airplane and released a tear gas esque fart. Oh, and the woman next to me covered her face. <laughs> <laughs> Should you play it off or do you own up to it? Uh, you own up to it in front of your mates, but when it's the general public, you have to blame something. You have to say that it's air conditioning or you have to go, you, you have to point at someone and, and blame it on them. Screw this. Yeah, yeah. You, you're, 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 in a, you're on lockdown, man. You can't, like, was that on a plane? Yeah. Yeah, there's no escape, man. No escape, so you've, you've got to blame it on someone else. Okay, so uh, that's it for us, Ricky. Thank you very much. It's uh, such a pleasure doing that, Rick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 we've got a, a discussion point here. How, how do you feel, given all the commotion around doping at the weekend with Leicester, Chelsea and Arsenal being accused by the Times of, of, of doping players through this 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 uh, doctor and unlicensed doctor unlicensed doctor who doesn't seem to have any validation in what what he's saying at all. Um, although I'm sure the Times have have more information, or they wouldn't have run a, an expose in in the way that they did. But how would you feel if Leicester got accused and proven to be doping their players, and Spurs were awarded the league? Uh, you know, in a year's time, I'd hate that. Because there, there is no glory in that. No, no. Uh, please don't. If even if they, I'm I, sure it get covered up anyway. If they were those, do you know what? I, I would rather not get awarded the league in a way because that you wouldn't have this celebration. That the, 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 there's been in, in 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 my memory. I don't know if you you remember anything else, but but my memory. There's never been a, a time when a club has been awarded the league after the fact. Yeah. And so it's to only, win it that way wouldn't. Wouldn't feel the and same. And you know what? I would, I'd be so angry at Leicester and what they've done if this happened to be true, because you've denied us of the, this opportunity. Mm. But what would be great 
if we finish above Arsenal despite them doping, <laughs> if it's true, yeah, yeah, that would be incredible. But to to be denied the the league title over the fact From, that some cheats that didn't get. As you were saying home. that, I was thinking. So Leicester potentially, allegedly, whatever in this you, allegedly in this parallel very universe, much allegedly yeah. in this parallel universe they've doped. They've only finished above us because they've doped, which means we are the true champions, so we deserve to be awarded the, the title. But from a fan's perspective, it is shit. Because what you're going to do, you're going to see breaking news on, on, on the TV and then, what, open bus parade? No, <laughs> because we've been awarded it in... It works in that 100 metres, it happened within, in the Olympics or whatever it was, uh, Ben Johnson and then, you know, like... No one remembers. All, but, all anyone remembers is Ben Johnson. Exactly, they don't remember it's, that, the... it, it's bullshit, so... Right. <clears throat> I remember a while ago now, it was the uh, Sheffield United and West Ham debacle of oh, Sheffield, yeah, and being relegated and playing in an yeah. ineligible player and that kind of stuff. And I was just like, fucking, it's gone now, man, just yeah. leave it. It's, that's it, it's too that's late. Right, so you, so Sheffield oh, United... you, get, you get a couple of fucking readies in your back pocket yeah. oh fuck that man it's done what was it, it that Sheffield matter. United didn't come up or was it they got relegated I think they got maybe got relegated and West Ham and who had, remembers yeah, Sheffield United exactly <laughs> exactly uh, everywhere add, you anything go. to advice no I, it, it would be a sour taste I don't think if that it was proven all these allegations I don't think it would result in any points deduction anyway so it's all moot but I've had my suspicions to be honest with you I, I tweeted back in the beginning of March about um, I don't, didn't understand how Vardy was supposed to be out for two weeks with a operation he's back after one Canty was supposed to be out for two weeks with some injury and he was back after one and it just seemed so weird that all these players were never getting injured and coming back really quick but no it wouldn't be the same Vardy is so competitive that even if it was awarded like a season a season and a half later he would literally take the week off work and be rubbing it in people's face. Like what he would do. Champion. He would hire his own bus. Yeah. And drive through Tottenham. He'd get a driver and then stand on his own with a scarf and a manufactured Premier League trophy. Top of the world. I, I, I tried reading that there was a BBC article covering the, the whole story and so I must have read it twice. And so what 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 is going on here? Because it, it's... When you when you read something, you want to come away thinking, I, I understand what's going on here. But this doctor, unlicensed, then you've got people claiming that he was giving people whatever steroid supplements that they weren't actually aware of what they were taking. So it's almost like there's a third party saying, treat this player, but don't tell him what you're giving him. And then you've got other athletes saying, I didn't know what I was being given. And it's yeah, like no, you have it, to, you, you've got to be responsible for what goes oh, without doubt, da- without a doubt. But it, it, it's it's already so messed up. And I know the government want a separate inquiry into it. It just feels like it's going to be one of these other big stories that you always get teased, disappears. Yeah. Because be nothing, politically, yeah. financially, whatever, people think, you know, we, we, can't, we can't be seen, uh, you know, uh, bringing forward and, uh, and uh, not arresting people, but punishing people for it. So I, I, five months' time, I'll be surprised if we're talking about this. Okay. All right. Uh, let's move on. Um, no diggity with uh, KNO. W. He says, oh, all things considered, is this your favourite season supporting Spurs? If not, why? What was? Best. My favourite season for a long, long while, that's for sure. Um, the closest we came to the title previously that I can recall was 85. 
And back then we were battling with Everton. Wasn't that 87? No, 85 was for, for, for the title, yeah. What, well, that was Clive Allen when he scored 47? No, that was 87. 87. 87, Clive Allen scored 49. Uh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, 85 was the year we went for the title. And as with this season, we lost to our main challengers at home. Everton beat us 2-1 at White Hart Lane and then fixture, fixture congestion got the better of us. I mean, prior to that, probably the early 80s, UEFA Cup win, etc. But uh, this season has been the best season. What was the feeling in the club at that during that time? Like, I mean, it, there's, there's a sense of unity, a sense of unity that I haven't experienced before in my lifetime. Was the feeling similar in 85? Very similar. Boy, boys from White Hart Lane, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Very similar. And even today, you, you, you hear from people like Graham Roberts and Mickey Hazard and Aussie Ardiles and Steve Perryman and... They're all still so unified. They still call Steve Perriman Skip. They still call Birkinshaw the General. It's, it was just one unified team but with the fans. It was amazing, as we've got now. So it's, uh, we're, we're in a good moment at the moment. As a, a precursor to what we can expect, what, what happened after 85 during your experiences? Um, Did you fall apart? We, yeah. Well, we, we sort of hung in there for a little while until 87. 87 was good, and then it all sort of went a bit downhill after that. The club nearly went out of existence in Not around 1990, 91. Mm. Uh, we had to be bailed out by, by Sugar and Venables and the shenanigans that followed with that. Sailor Cup's glory days, man. Yeah, it, was, it just got really bleak after that. But it all sort of stemmed from the top... <laughs> You see. It's true though, isn't it? We it made is. the most of it, but it was. I mean, '84. I think we were primed to move into big things. Scholar, mate. and then Scholar effectively screwed everything up. Birkinshaw left. He was our best manager since just, Bill Nick. Just uh, some people who listen to the podcast won't Sorry. know about Scholar. Oh right. Okay. Um, how, how how did he screw things up? In he, a nutshell, can you do that? He was a visionary ahead of his time, and he made bad. Bad decisions. Yeah, he had the right idea, but he the, floated the wrong execution. In the stock market. Yeah, for, for, for example. But the yeah, thing that pissed and every Birkinshaw club in Euro, yeah, Europe followed yeah. that. Yeah, the yeah, thing exactly. that pissed Birkinshaw off the most, from what I understand, was he started to meddle in team affairs. So Did I Bir- didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't realise that. Yeah, Birkinshaw, I've had enough. Mm. Is um, it? And famously said there used to be a team. Yeah, yeah, yeah used to be a football club over football there. Football club down there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it sort of whittled away after that. Yeah, hopefully they'll think the same won't happen again. We're on better, better footing this time. Okay, so you're saying 85 is your answer? Uh, 87 because it was it was the treble, and it wasn't FA Cup. Um, this is the season that it, was it 47 that Clive Allen scored. 49. 49. 49. Oh, he yeah. must have missed another 49 that season. It was ridiculous. Yeah, so many just, chances that we were creating. It, it, it was... It was 49 goals. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That's fucking team, insane. Man. That's nearly 50. That's like Messi, Suarez. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. Like, football's like something wrong like, for, for someone. Like, when you see Messi and Ronaldo have scored more goals than appearances, they're like... What? They yeah. hacked football. Like, yeah. it's not... Life hacks. It's been a life hack. <laughs> yeah, how have they done it? All right, so you're, you're saying... I'll eight... say eight, 87 because it was it was gloriously Spursy before we even knew what Spursy was. <laughs> we, we needed so done true. everything. But yeah. 91 because of uh, the cup run. I went to every game that season, but the cup run almost felt like we had to win the FA Cup. We were doing a very team. fortunate run, though, for it. Oh, without a doubt. But we had to win the FA Cup to avoid financial ruin. Yeah. Was, 
I'm sure it wasn't that dramatic, but it felt like we had to win it, yeah. and then Sugar would come along and go, right, I'm gonna I'm gonna pump money into Tottenham. But um, yeah, Brick. Um, <clears throat> although this, this has been uh, an amazing season, I think for me at the moment, uh, the kind of the punctuation of us. 2006 um, of, of getting champions uh, of getting champions league I wouldn't say 2011 yeah um, oh, okay was the, the kind of the, under red nap this kind of fast attacking football and me and thousands of other Spurs fans knowing that we choke an awful lot and going up to City to, to, to get the win and, and secure it um, that, that doesn't that for me that doesn't happen for us and we went there and we'd done it and seen the scenes afterwards and the fans and I was in I was in central London at the time and with like a lot of Spurs fans and it was just fucking I was just walking down alleyways and I, I was having a cigarette and I just remember I was just like having a cigarette outside I was pretty pissed and I could hear echoes of like Guru Guru Tottenham Hotspur just down oh, yeah. these different yeah Different alleyways. Different alleyways. Echoes of Tottenham coming through and how yeah. everyone was so For happy. Sure. Yeah. But uh, uh, that that was pretty amazing. I mean, to, uh, with this team at the moment and where we could end up, you know, it, it, if it kind of ends up that we're second and third, it's been a great season. Mm. But it's that almost ah. Oh, imagine if we would have just gone that bit further. Mm. Well, I just there is no other better season than this one. It's just been fantastic. It's, it's just it not if if it isn't for the the glory at the end of it, there may no there may be no glory. But the fact is, if there isn't any, it's because we finished second and we deserve it, and we haven't had that drama of of, of kind of in the last couple of games finishing fourth. I get that that Man City game. I, I wasn't in Central London. I was in the front room with my nan watching, <laughs> watching that game. But I kind of you know I lost my mind. I get it completely. But as a sustained uh, just affirming how I feel about Tottenham this this season and the players that have played and the comments that Pochettino have come out with and the way that the, the players at the club talk about being Spurs at the moment it, it it does reaffirm everything I feel about the club I can't put this season above any other it, that I've experienced it's identity when when Poch first took over and we struggled and people were unsure about him you kind of thought what kind of style of football are we going to play we can see what he's trying to implement and it's not quite coming off and we're having a few boring performances, and and now you you look at the way the players play for each other, play for the badge, play for the supporters. We love them; they love us. It's genuine. It's not it's not those kind of soundbite, uh, PR friendly comments we used to get from Robbie Keane before a North London derby, where you kind of think he's going through the motions. He knows we're going to lose, and we fucking lose the game anyway. <laughs> but whereas now there's there's a genuine belief, and you can identify identify with that because. You but you're actually believing them. You 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 know. I'm I'm stood here, and I'm going to be gutted if we don't win the title. I've never been able to say that in my life. You cry? I'll cry if we win it. I'll definitely. I'll definitely cry if we win it. I think one of the first pieces I did can break down for, uh, again for your site was um, fine cut the code okay. Yeah, that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it, I was feeling this for a while, and I went. So I was in London by myself and I got a ticket it was Crystal Palace at home I think and it was nil-nil last season or whatever and I was standing at the back of the lower tier of the park lane and I never felt so detached from my club I just it was like white shirts players in white shirts running around 
had no affinity to the club, I had no affinity to them, and it sort of got me down a little bit. That was, I think, the first piece that I wrote for the fighting cock. Since then, though, the transformation has been, you know, the other end of the spectrum. Where we are right now, the unity between the players, which is visible and tangible, and the club and the fans, it's, it, it gives you a really good feeling. Uh, yeah, long may it continue. Mm. Do you I, any... I think Vass has got an erection. <coughs> yeah. uh, well, I've got an erection. Down with Pointing it out of Vass's face. <laughs> Do you, any of you have uh, Time Hop as an app? Yeah. Uh, I, I've had a couple of times. So hops. explain what it is. Yeah, what so, is it? So I've seen it a few times. Time Hop but... captures your year, two year, three year, four year, five year post on social media on that day. So, so you can um, realise how much of a cunt you were. <laughs> oh, mate, it's unreal. It is, isn't it? It's fucking <laughs> brilliant. Rick, like, I, I look back at mine and say four years, and I was like, fuck, did I tweet that? What a nobbin. <laughs> how do you nuke your entire timeline? <laughs> my, my, uh, my, tweets, my tweet the other day was, Poch has, Poch has the next game, otherwise he's got to go. He's just got to go. <laughs> a year back. ago? Yeah. No, no, I don't, I don't know if it was a year ago. Well, it must have been. Shut up. Because he wasn't here right. to you. <laughs> But um, yeah, it's just those times that you kind of look back and you think, how fucking wrong was I, man? You just can't predict. And as well, when Pochettino's name was first floated about, my I, I was majorly on the LVG bus. Of course you was. And then uh, second of all, I was on the, you and then I was on the uh, Benitez the, scooter. I think we all, uh, we, all uh, we also talked oh, about the uh, what's his name oh, the no. uh, the, geezer, the Boer milk float as well, weren't we? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I wasn't so much on the De Boer milk float because I'd heard about it, uh, its conservative so style. It, 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 if De Boer was driving a milk float, Benitez was on a scooter, mm-hmm. and uh, LVG had a bus. What was fucking Pochettino driving? One of those kids scooters. Yeah. No, you know those shoes with wheels. Yeah, he had a lot. What are you ones they scoot along? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But but. Uh, you know, how, how how wrong can one be, really? Because we I'm don't happily, really know anything. I'm happy to admit it. You know, I don't claim to be the orbital fucking football knowledge in Tottenham. Knowledge. No one is, man. But uh, well, and, and it's funny it. It's funny going back through what, what I perceived at that time, and I was so right at that time. <laughs> yeah. Fuck all. Is there like yeah. a retweet feature on that? Whatever? Can you look, can you pop yeah, it? Yeah, 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 you can share you can it. Yeah. And you, you can also look at what, uh, what the, the kind the of reaction to... I'm downloading that. It's so funny. I'm just so glad people can't look at (laughs) (laughs) it. It's embarrassing. (laughs) It's really embarrassing. Do you know what it actually does? Actually, download it because it really does rein yourself in. You think, actually, I'm not going to be that cunt anymore. Do you know what I mean? So, you know, when you behaved in a way or said certain things you did when you were young, it's like, okay, I'm Mm. young. This is like a reminder of that so you can behave (laughs) properly going forward. (laughs) Um, I've got in my hand. Vass, you've brought us a... I should have mentioned this very at the beginning, sure. but um, I'm drunk now, so I can mention it properly. Uh, it's called the Cyprus... Cyprus brandy, Peristiani. Peristiani, and we're all going to have a little sip of this, uh, in keeping with... Can we? Yeah. Everyone happy to that? Yeah. Uh, and we drink spirits on the pod, but... Um, just a little bit nervous about this. <laughs> no one you probably spit it out. <laughs> Bash, no one ner- nervous about this because you didn't open it and take a swig from it. But um, I'm going to do that now. No, go far away. It's all right. right. It's worth it. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. It's good. Yeah, yeah it's lovely. In fact, <laughs> it's good stuff. Thank you so much, Vass, for that. No problem. Uh, okay, so what we got here? Um, what is it? That's Ooh, the that's brandy. The brandy. Brandy. Yeah. All right. Hello. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what, because we're we're on. Oh. 
Yeah, that's all right. Actually, I'm having that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fine. It's it quite it. easy, isn't it? I've had a yeah. bottle of bells already, so I feel like I can drink anything. But that's all right. All right. So, final all question right, to end the podcast is says Ryan Heyman and Vass. I'm coming to you immediately with this. Go on then. All right. As as guest, I think that you have a duty to answer it. Pick one. Use condoms or use toilet paper for the rest of your life. Fuck me. <laughs> this is what you get for coming oh, on the pod. For fuck's sake. That's horrendous, isn't it? Oh, that is disgusting. It is disgusting. Uh, Ryan Heyman, you are disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> Warped. You well, can say I, 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 uh, I, I reject the answer. Well, in the, in the, traditions, of, in the traditions of fighting cock, you've got to reply, haven't you? Mate, do it. And I ain't <laughs> using no one's used toilet paper with all their shit on it. It's condoms. It's got to be, isn't it? At least you can rinse them out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> we do that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You are changing the parameters. There isn't. There isn't. That's it. Yeah, right. I'll take those parameters. I'm going with the used condom. Are you? Yeah. I ain't even washing the condom out. <laughs> I, 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 ne- I never use condoms. <laughs> uh, all right. That's it from the Fighting Cop podcast. But, uh, Bass, but thank you very much for coming down. Um, honestly, all of your work on, 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 on the fanzine and the blog is greatly appreciated, and, and, and thank you for all of that. Old school. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you very much. And, and, and although, uh, obviously, the podcast is five years old, we make, near a little more or less five years old, we make, it's, it's about new media, but bringing in some of the old guard to come and write and, and, and talk about football in, in the way in which it was, as a, as a that's a good thing and uh, yeah. thank you very much thanks thank for having me on uh, it's an absolute pleasure Spook yes mate you know, just nothing to say to you uh, <laughs> see the respect I get yeah, you still doing respect. that was uh, what's it called Spook dear Mr Spooky is it dear Mr Levy yeah get mugged off man I come I turn up I make the effort to turn up don't get any love <laughs> the best blog on the web, uh, on the internet is dear Mr Levy it's, like it's, it's, it's fantastic I love dear Mr Levy there you go I love it too. But do you know what? It's in par- It's kind of uh, in parallel to Windy as well. What? What's he got to do? Windy's blog. You can't fucking just do like one and the other. <laughs> no one reads Windy's blog. <laughs> <laughs> the only reason Windy is famous because it's because of the fighting cock. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What seven thousand followers when we started? That's not bad. I've got seven thousand followers now. He, every. Do you know why he's been picking up followers on Twitter? Is because every single fucking youth update he does. Follow me at uh, Windy Coys. We need to cut it? that out. I will cut it out now because I'll, I'll tell you what. Self promotion. You don't like that, do you, Pluffle? No, I don't like it. Um, <laughs> I don't like it when someone gets a one up on me. And as the host and, and, and king of the fighting cock, and as the mouth of Tottenham. Too far, man. So sometimes I realise I've gone too far. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, well, that was too far. Uh, follow Windy, Windy at Windy Coys as Coys for coming. You suppose, uh, Rick? Yes. Do you know what? Follow the fighting cock at Love the Shirt. That's it. That's, yeah. all, you yeah, that's all you need. That's all you need. That's all you need. Yeah, and, and Windy. Follow Windy as well because he's he's a good egg. Rick, thanks for coming down. Uh, I've been Flav, and thank you everyone for ordering the fanzine so far. We've still got some to send out now. There's a backlog. People are emailing us saying, where are they? Um, I tell you, I'll be honest, the reason why a lot of them haven't been sent out is because I've got this new job. I can't get back home in time to send them out. I get to the post office before it shuts. That's genuinely the idea, uh, the, the, the issue. Um, 
But you got help. You got a couple of people sorting helping out. Exactly. Though, so. Exactly. Yeah. But yes. you will get your fans these basically. Yeah. 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 Don't think so that we've forgotten about you or or the postman's nicked it. That isn't the reason. It's because <laughs> I'm trying to take my life seriously for a change. <laughs> What, really? No, it's just, just laughing that um, obviously the fans in that, we, that I say we produce, but you lot produce, um, and then you have your normal working day, and then you go home, and I'll just deliver some fans. In. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> relentless, the relentless of doing stuff. Do you know? I just want to sit in my pants and watch EastEnders sometimes. <laughs> you know, sometimes I get home, and I get to the end of the night, and I can't sleep at night. I'm worrying about everything that has to be done. <laughs> That, that's that's the truth of the fighting cock. It, it's grown men, 34-year-old men, not being able to sleep because they haven't done everything they were supposed to do. Thank you for downloading the fighting cock podcast. We're done. It's that new podcast sweeping London, yeah. Straight from North London, yeah. It's ours, yeah. Let me see you shuffle, cock. Let me see you shuffle cock. Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to Geico.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more. And Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 
Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.